hides the hill where once we walked and knew the thrill of a spring we thought could never bring such an early autumn the murmur of forgotten sighs still echo on october skies this spanish spring has taught my heart the sting of an early autumn curled leaves are blown astray like withered dreams they drift away i only hope some spring may bring some joy to empty thing that has become my heart since we're apart in this early autumn autumn please find my listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. Thank you for joining us again this week. We're going to be exploring the music of a big band that doesn't get a lot of press because it sort of existed on the fringes of popularity, I think you'd have to say. Claude Thornhill was a piano player. He was born in Terre Haute, Indiana in 1908. He lived until 1965. Towards the end of his life, he had a lot of health problems and probably some emotional ones as well. But he led one of the most interesting, consistently interesting big bands uh, during the 1940s. He had been known in the 1930s for playing piano uh, and arranging for uh, the Ray Noble Orchestra, which was playing at the Rainbow Ballroom in New York City for a few years. Uh, he also made a lot of recording dates. Uh, he was a good vocal accompanist and arranger. He was responsible for the arrangement and performance of the hit record of Loch Lomond done by Maxine Sullivan in the 1930s, and he did quite a few other things as well. He had played with several other big bands in his earlier days, uh, Irving Aronson and the Commanders. He was a good friend of Artie Shaw's. He played in some of Shaw's early dates. Uh, so he uh, made a, a reasonable living and uh, made some extremely good music in New York in the 1930s. 30s. By about 1941, he was bitten by the big band bug, as they said, and he put together a very interesting group that was a normal proportions, I guess, of a big band, although it also usually had a tuba and some French horns. And these uh, were featured in some of the very atmospheric, almost... Um, you know, French-sounding arrangements, uh, impressionistic arrangements that Thornhill did, most notably in his theme song, Snowfall. We're going to hear a version of that coming up in a little while. Uh, he was a very delicate but firm piano player. He didn't consider himself a jazz player, but he uh, really knew how to embroider his arrangements with very compelling and interesting piano solos. He also uh, had open ears to new developments in jazz. We're going to be listening to some of the music that his band recorded, both for Columbia and for a variety of electrical recording transcriptions for radio transcriptions in the late 1940s, 46, 47, maybe into 48 or so. This was a time when his band was being uh, staffed by musicians like Lee Konitz and Red Rodney and uh, Mickey Folis and Barry Galbraith, people who were considered to be on kind of on the vanguard of uh, jazz at the time. These were all white musicians who had been listening to Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie, but who were also interested in Western classical music and who were uh, very interested in, in creating new sounds as well. And it was from this band that uh, the, the original uh, kind of workshop sessions were done for 
or the Miles Davis Birth of the Cool Sides in 1949 that he recorded for Capitol, and we have some of those same sounds here. Thornhill also used as arrangers people like Gil Evans, who of course became very popular, or, or very important anyway, with Miles Davis in the 19, late 40s and 50s. He used Jerry Mulligan, who didn't actually play with his band, but who contributed uh, a number of bebop-influenced arrangements, including the first one we heard, which was Donna Lee, the tune often credited to Charlie Parker, but was probably composed by Miles Davis. It was based on the chord changes of Indiana. And uh, we heard some very fine solos in there by uh, Lee Konitz on alto sax, Mickey Folis on tenor, Alan Langstaff on trombone, Barry Galbraith on guitar, and at the beginning anyway, the leader, uh, Claude Thornhill, setting the scene on piano. Then we went to more of a popular recording. He had several pop hits in the 1940s. This was called uh, Early Autumn, not the tune that we associate with uh, Stan Getz and the Woody Herman Band from almost exactly the same time period, but instead um, uh, an arrangement uh, by a fellow named Charles Naylor, who did some of the pop arrangements. There were a couple of fine arrangers who worked for uh, Thornhill during this period, doing more of the pop music, including uh, Bill Borden, who played trumpet for a while with him, but also did some very innovative pop song arrangements. This was a tune uh, that was composed by... Bell and Rhodes, and was listed on the record label as a Begin. So this was a, a tune that was also sung by uh, Thornhill's great vocalist, Fran Warren, who was featured on the real hit of this band, which was A Sunday Kind of Love, which we'll be hearing a little bit later as well. So that uh, particular recording was actually uh, recorded on, let's see, for Columbia, in fact, on June 4th of 1947. Donald Lee was one of those electrical transcriptions uh, done for radio stations, although some sources say that it might have been released on Harmony or other record labels. It's a little bit murky about where some of these records came from, the, the um, uh, transcriptions anyway, but they were probably done in 1947 or 1948. So we're going to go on and play a sequence of recordings that were done for Columbia. These are the studio recordings, and uh, they feature quite a few of the soloists. We're going to hear Arab Dance to begin with. These are all arrangements by various members of the Thornhill Band. I'll sum them up when we get to the end of the set. Then there's a popular, uh, well, a, a, an attempt at a popular number called Under the Willow Tree, an interesting sort of old-style tune with a vocal by Buddy Hughes on there. Then we're going to go to Let's Call It a Day from 1947, December 17th of 1947, which was just about a week or so before the band called it a day um, and actually disbanded, although there were some periodic uh, uh, get-togethers later on where they did some recording sessions and short tours. Then we're going to do that Sunday Kind of Love, which I said was the uh, real pop standard of, of the band's period, uh, sung by Fran Warren. And then we're going to finish up with another bebop tune, Yardbird Suite by Charlie Parker, taking the nickname of the uh, composer, Yardbird, and that will feature some great Lee Konitz on alto sax as well. So all of these from 1946 and 1947. Claude Thornhill and his orchestra. Arab Dance, Under the Willow Tree, Let's Call It a Day, A Sunday Kind of Love, and Yardbird Suite.
down a country lane one morning I met a fellow lonely and so sad He said, pardon me, but will you listen? Here's my story, tell me if I'm mad Underneath the willow tree We sat alone, Marie and me There she said she'd marry me Under the willow tree What a happy pair were we Did I love her, did she love me There she said she'd wait for me Under the willow tree We carved our names upon the tree And promised to be true But now she's gone and left me And there's nothing I can do But wait beside the willow tree Don't weep for me, oh willow tree Cause I'm gonna keep waiting for sweet Marie Under the willow tree
This band could do such a wide variety of material, uh, such superior musicianship and arrangements, too. Uh, Thornhill had, uh, as I said, led a band in the early 40s, which had been interrupted by World War II. Uh, the earlier band featured people like Irving Fazola on clarinet, uh, a fellow named Ted Goddard on alto sax, who I think may also have been in the later band. It's a little hard to, to divine some of these personnel things. Uh, and the earlier band featured a lot more of Thornhill's arrangements and compositions, and also his right-hand man, as I mentioned, Bill Borden, who had played trumpet and did a lot of the writing then as well. Then World War II happened, and Thornhill joined, I believe it was the Navy, and he uh, led a Navy band for a while. He co-led it with Artie Shaw, which didn't work out very well at all. Uh, and then he was uh, mustered out of the service. He had some health problems and came back to the States about 1944-45. And then, as I said, started up this new band, which introduced some of the newer players, and most particularly the newer arrangers. I may have said it was Jerry Mulligan who arranged Don Lee earlier. It was actually uh, Gil Evans. He did most of the bebop charts for this band uh, as well. And we started, actually, we ended up with one of those, Yardbird Suite, the Charlie Parker tune, which featured a, an excellent alto solo by Lee Konitz, who was then in his early 20s, I think. There was a trumpet solo that may have been by Red Rodney, although it didn't sound terribly like him. It didn't have a lot of overt bebop influence, so it might have been by Gene Rowland in that case, uh, and some of the leader's piano as well. Before that, we heard that pop arrangement of A Sunday Kind of Love, a tune by Louis Prima, of all people. Uh, Thornhill had played for Louis Prima in the early or in the mid-30s. Uh, I believe he played with him in his band live, but he recorded with him several times. Then before that, we heard a composition by Claude Thornhill, one of his last compositions and arrangements for his own band. This is all from 1946 and 47, and it was called Let's Call It a Day from December of 1947, not long before the band broke up. Um, and also one of the last recording sessions they did with the regular band because there was another union recording band that happened right after that. Before that, we heard Under the Willow Tree, kind of a pop arrangement uh, that featured Danny Polo on clarinet. He was an outstanding clarinet player. We're going to do a show on him at some point, whose career stretched back to Gene Goldcat in the 1920s. He ended up in Europe uh, with several of the British bands in the early 1930s, late 1920s, and then came back to the United States and recorded with everybody uh, at one point or another, playing clarinet and tenor sax. And he was with the Thornhill Band during this period. He actually died on the road with the Thornhill Band when it was on one of its reunion tours, I think in about 1948. He had been an early participant in those Miles Davis, uh, Gil Evans workshop sessions, and he might have been on The Birth of the Cool if he had not uh, passed away. There are no clarinets on that. And then we started out with the Arab Dance from the Nutcracker Suite uh, by Tchaikovsky, and uh, that was a, an interesting arrangement that featured, we, I think, um, Ted Goddard on alto sax and, again, Danny Polo on clarinet. That was another arrangement by Gil Evans, showing more of his very uh, evolved and sophisticated influence. This band really could do, as I said, so many different things, from the ballads, which were still beautifully played and scored, to some of these more advanced jazz tunes, which involved a lot of unison playing, as the bebop players did, and had a lot of harmonic uh, changes happening here and there. Sometimes the phrases would modulate uh, eight bars to eight bars, as opposed to chorus to chorus, and it took a high degree of musicianship to play in this group. So let me tell you who we think was the personnel of this band. Uh, this is more of a collective personnel, but uh, I'll give you an idea. We had uh, Louis Mucci, Eddie Zandi, Red Rodney, and Gene Rowland on trumpets. On trombones, Alan Langstaff, who probably took most of the solos. Taktik Vorian was also in the band. He was known as more of a bebop player. Sandy Ziegelstein and Walter Welsher on French horns. Uh, James uh, Gemus Vic Harris uh, on clarinets, just clarinets. On saxophones, we have Danny Polo, who did the clarinet solos. Lee Konitz, who did the alto solos. Mickey Follis, who did the tenor solos. Probably uh, Mario Rolo on tenor and Bill Bushy on baritone sax. And as I said, I think it was Ted Goddard who may have played on some of the earlier sides here in 1946-47. On piano, of course, we have the boss, Claude Thornhill, Bill Barber on tuba, he was with The Birth of the Cool, Joe Shulman on bass, Barry Galbraith on guitar, we heard uh, some guitar solos in there, especially on Yardbird Suite, Billy Exner on drums, and arrangers, as we said, Claude Thornhill, Gil Evans, Jerry Mulligan, Bill Borden, we also hear, will hear some, or may hear some, Rusty 
Dedrick and John Hefty as well. This band was really a, uh, a powerhouse of modern influence, and you know, you think of some of the bebop or late period white big bands that were, were, were pushing the boundaries of some of the, the swing era conventions. Even Gene Krupa, we did a show on him last week, uh, and some of his Jerry Mulligan arrangements, but also Stan Kenton, Boyd Rayburn, uh, some of the Woody Herman bands, uh, there, were, there were quite a few who uh, really fall into that category. And of course, this was in the period when the big bands were on the decline, and having an 18 or 20-piece band out on the road was not financially feasible. Also, styles were changing, but fortunately, we had some good recordings left of this band. So now we're going to go to some of the transcriptions, and some of these were duplicates of the studio recordings, or re-recordings, I should say, uh, but they tended to have a little more fire to them, I think, more like a live date. We're going to start with the tune by Sir Charles Thompson, Robin's Nest, which is another uh, Gil Evans chart that uh, really has some excellent humor uh, potential in here as well. Uh, we'll be hearing... Uh, a lot of uh, clarinet as well as tenor sax and piano by the leader. Then we're going to go to a kind of a more of a dance band arrangement of Deed I Do. This is a, an arrangement by Rusty Dedrick, a trumpet player who created a lot of arrangements in this period and who's well represented in stage band stock arrangements that are still played today. And that will feature uh, Gene Williams on the vocals. Following that, we will go to Poor Little Rich Girl, an old coward tune, and this is our introduction to the Jerry Mulligan arranging style. And we're told in the notes that this was how he uh, introduced a lot of his broadcasts, Claude Thornhill, when he did radio broadcasts. So we'll be hearing some more fine piano and possibly Gene Rowland again on trumpet. Then we'll hear another tune, I May Be Wrong, that fits into the dance band uh, style. This was a, the theme song of the Apollo Ballroom in Harlem. All the bands that went there had to play it. Uh, it might be a mulligan arrangement. Um, Gene Williams sings this one. We have some good alto by Lee Konitz as well. And then we're going to end up with the Vincent Newman's tune, uh, Sometimes I'm Happy, arranged by Jerry Mulligan. He had actually done the same tune for Gene Krupa, so a lot of similarities here. And we're going to hear uh, tenor sax by Mickey Follis, Barry Galbraith on guitar, uh, probably Gene Rowland again on trumpet, and Lee Konitz on alto. And that will be our set. Coming up, the Claude Thornhill Orchestra, Robin's Nest, Deed I Do, Poor Little Rich Girl, I May Be Wrong, and Sometimes I'm Happy.
like your style Say, I think it's marvelous I'm always wrong So how can I tell All of my shirts are unsightly All of my ties are crime If dear and you I've picked rightly It's the very first time You came along Say I think you're wonderful I think you're grand But I may be wrong So there we have the Claude Thornhill Orchestra really giving a, a, a great account of itself, doing bebop, late period swing, ballads, all sorts of things in here, featuring arrangements by quite a cast of characters. We started out with Robin's Nest, which was, a, uh, as I said, a Gil Evans arrangement. Heard some marvelous clarinet by Danny Polo and also some tenor by Mickey Follis in there. Followed that with Deed I Do, uh, a, uh, a dance band arrangement, I guess you'd have to say, but certainly a one of very high quality, and that was by Rusty Dedrick, with Gene Williams doing the singing. 
Then we went over to that uh, Noel Coward tune arranged by Jerry Mulligan, Poor Little Rich Girl, which had some great piano by the leader and also had a nice up-tempo feel to it, although this band never sounded rushed. Everybody was serious about the, the tonal blend and the sound that they got, so nothing ever sounded like it was uh, flurried or anything like that. Then we heard, I may be wrong, but I think you're wonderful. Probably a Mulligan arrangement, although apparently Jerry Mulligan said he didn't remember it at all. A uh, good swinging arrangement with Gene Williams and Lee Konitz on alto sax. Then we uh, went uh, on the last tune of that set to Sometimes I'm Happy. As I mentioned, uh, Jerry Mulligan arranged that, and he also arranged the same tune for Gene Krupa. Uh, we heard that, or a rearrangement of that, uh, last week on the program devoted to Gene Krupa. Uh, this arrangement was probably done a little bit later. I think the Krupa one was about 1946. This might have been 47, something like that, and had a lot of similarities in the voicings and so forth. And you can imagine that maybe Thornhill took the Mulligan arrangement and pared it down. He started out with... Uh, uh, half-chorus solo by himself uh, and the rhythm section coming in and I think he may have taken out some of the more humorous elements that uh, Mulligan had included for Krupa but an interesting comparison there and we had some further great playing by Lee Konitz an interesting comparison with the Phil Woods uh, version that we heard last week with Krupa so I hope you've enjoyed this program. This is the uh, Jazz Focus, and I'm your host, John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. We have time for two more, and we're going to play the theme of the orchestra, Snowfall, a Claude Thornhill composition and arrangement that he had originally recorded in 1941. Uh, they closed their broadcast, their radio broadcast with this. As I said, uh, Poor Little Rich Girl opened them, at least for a while, but this was the closing, a very atmospheric piece with some beautiful piano playing in there as well. And this will come from that transcription date, or one of the dates, from 1947 and 48. As will the final tune, Anthropology, uh, usually credited to uh, Dizzy Gillespie, but probably a, a combination of Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, possibly little Benny Harris as well in there. This is based on the chord changes to I Got Rhythm and was a bebop standard even at that period. And we're going to hear uh, some great Lee Konitz on here, as well as uh, some very fine guitar playing by Barry Galbraith as well, and a little bit of piano at the beginning, which sets a different mood than uh, the one that takes over when the soloists come in. So I hope you've enjoyed this program and uh, have been able to discover, if not rediscover, the music of Claude Thornhill. Thank you. See you next week. Uh -huh.